You are well balanced. And I mean that. That's not because the microphone's on. You are a well balanced person, at well, least in our conversations. Not so much in the stories you sometimes bring to the conversations. It sounds like things are a little rough. But I have to say, in our well, conversations, you're very well balanced. Okay. And I, I, that's impressive because I. Well, thanks. That. I mean, if you're not pulling my chain here with that comment, I will say this. Um, I don't believe in astrology signs to much of a degree. But for some reason, I'm a Libra, and it's scales, and it's about balance, and I often am told that I am very good about seeing both sides and staying even-keeled and even and balanced. So that you say that unprovoked, lend some credence to that, maybe. I don't know. Awesome. You know who else is a Libra? You are. That's right. Yeah. So let that say <laughs> what it does. But yeah, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, tickled me. Hey everyone ever, and welcome to a bonus episode of 20th Century Pop. <laughs> a bonus one, not a normal one. But it's in the normal feed, and it's on the normal website, and it's the same two normal hosts. But instead of a well-researched at times, or our 20-minute disaster like what will be last week's, this is just a quick, brief little... little 15, 20 minutes. Like a, light, uh, a lighthearted, home. a lighthearted version of the show. Right? Maybe. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Lighthearted. Following and who last are you? Heavy-hearted. Uh, that's a good question to ask all of us. I think we should yeah. always take a little time really out of our should. day and wonder who the fuck do we think we are. I'm Tim Blevins. I'm Bob Canning, and I've realized what our bonus episodes, um, how to determine if it's a bonus episode or not, uh-huh. is generally I start talking before we've introduced ourselves. That, that'll that be our bonus clue. People will know it's a bonus episode because I will also join the conversation prior to introducing myself. Yeah, bonus. That's what they say. That's what that is. It's, I, I think for all you b- canonites out there, I think that's what we're calling your fans. Okay, uh, yeah. That's not been used before. Let's Let's use that. I'm not saying we have fans. I mean, I did, but I'm not believing the sentence I said. Sure. But yours would be called Canaanites, and and mine would probably be called, uh, well, I, I could probably just call them mom and dad. <laughs> but what, uh, so yeah, last week's episode was supposed to have been a little bit about eh, capitalism, commercialism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it- It, 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 it was it, a little bit about that. Sure. Um, if you haven't listened to it um, and you want to, <laughs> please do. I, I, it went some directions that provoked a few things in me that I think we'll explore again in the future. Um, I wonder if I've been thinking about it. Truth, uh, truth be known, we record these episodes <laughs> one after another. So a week hasn't passed for us. So I haven't processed that breakdown. But judging from how quickly we went into recording this, Bob and I are still reasonably good friends and, and still doing a <laughs> podcast together. So, yes. so that's good. So yeah. Um, so coming off of an episode that was kind of about how maybe uh, capitalism attempts to appeal to a certain generation for us, generation X, you know, kind of how do things, how does the world of, of commercials sell to us? Bob, what's, what's this bonus episode? How does that tie into that? Well, well, this bonus episode was, uh, I, I kind of came up with a topic and I was inspired by um, those Volkswagen commercials that I mentioned in the previous episode uh, that used music to help sell the, the feeling of their product. Um, and this the, is in the nineties, correct? Yeah, this was in the nineties. And the one that really stood out for me, um, and I don't know if this was the first time 
that I used commercials to learn about new bands, but I know it wasn't the last, uh, was with that Pink Moon uh, Volkswagen commercial. It's pretty famous, I think. Um, f- mostly maybe because of the use of the song Pink Moon by by Nick Drake. Uh, but I, I heard that song and went out and found that artist who I hadn't really known of before that. Um, and then, you know, I thought, well, what about how advertising now or in the recent now are using songs that we know about? So there are people that knew Pink Moon when that song came out, when that commercial came out, um, and it was new to me. And there are music in commercials now that are new to people that you and I are close and familiar with. And I just wanted to kind of talk about that and how that affects us. And do we like that? And does it matter? Well, it's interesting because it's coming from two different angles. Because honestly, um, I this I, the idea of, of learning of a song from a commercial, from a trailer, from from a TV show's use of it, it's somewhere in my head that that's not sincere, which is stupid. We experience music how we experience it. But but if um a few years back, a few years back now, AT and T used a song called New York Groove. As uh, in one of their commercials, that back in a New York Groove song, mm. I'm forgetting who sings it, not the East Freshly song, and I had never heard it before. I liked it on those commercials. I sought it out on iTunes and I downloaded it, thinking, "Okay, I'll just put this in my rotation, like I was always into it. That way, I can hear it." But the version I downloaded, the, the official version of New York Groove, in parentheses, has AT and T commercial branded on it. So my <laughs> oh, track is telling people, "Oh, this is from that commercial," and they did that so I could find it. That's how I found the fucking song. But I'm embarrassed by that because I feel like it's selling to me somehow. Like when you got when you heard Pink Moon, was it weird to you that you were getting it from a commercial, or was it really just like, oh yeah, I like the song? And did you realize it what the commercial was for? Um, did I realize what the commercial was for? Uh, yeah, it was for a car. Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- that was there, but yeah. okay, so you did, yeah, yeah. I mean, I realized <laughs> what, what the commercial was for, but no, yeah, I I heard the song, and yeah, I went out just like you did, and I I looked it up. Um, and listen to some other Nick Drake songs, um, having again not heard of the of the artist before that, and then I went out and bought the the album that Pink Moon was on. So that that was my weird. path. It didn't seem it didn't phony seem weird. No, it just seemed like that's that's how I discovered that artist. You didn't think like much of America is also discovering the artist this way right now. Um, I did think that. I, I I felt like there was a Nick Drake boom after that, and maybe was. it was just because I was kind of getting into his music at that time and learning more about him. But I feel like there was maybe even a re-release of something around that time. Uh, so I felt like the the commercial brought him back into the popular culture, and that didn't bother you. That didn't. Uh, no, it didn't you. bother me. Yeah, that's. I at mean, that's that time. cool because I, I was new to it. Well, that must be it, because you're yeah. hearing it as the music, not as a attempt to sell to you already knowing the song. Right. I will admit, I may have slightly misunderstood what you were asking us to bring to this episode, because the first song I came up with is actually a song from the 90s, a commercial from the 90s, and it was the first time I had heard that song. Yeah. And it always kind of stuck with me. Um, there was The Gap, the clothing store The Gap, had a series of very popular ads in the late 90s that were incorporating cover songs, cover versions of very popular 80s and 90s songs. Um, and there was one that had all these different people wearing different leather jackets, leather pants, leather shirts, and it would zoom in on each of them. And they were all singing portions of the song, Just Can't Get Enough by um, 
Depeche Mode. Do you know that song? Yeah. Well, I know the song. Is it Depeche Mode? I I believe it is. Okay. That yeah. I just can't get it off of you every time. Yeah. And I had never heard that song before, but I remember the commercial coming on and being taken by it every time because there is a melody there and you got different voices singing it and it seemed emotional and I loved it. Loved it to the point that I sought out Depeche Mode a couple years later, sought out a version of that song and it sounds a little different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was initially let down because I did. I don't shop at the Gap. I like to think, and I didn't care for the Gap because they had a lot of swing dancing commercials at the time. But I, it was a very sweet kind of nice version of all these young, different people. I mean, I guess they're all too beautiful for reality people, but a variety of different people's different faces all singing parts of the song and then singing it in unison together. And it seemed very sweet. Yeah. And I could separate it from the commercial. And it just, but that was as much as I knew of it. It was in my head for a few years that when I finally found, it was, um, I think it was a compilation at first that I got of Depeche Mode songs. It was on oh, there. I thought yeah. it was a, a Gap commercial compilation. It was a Gap compilation. It had Jump and Jive in on it <laughs> and this. Um, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel guilty about it. I think because a little right. time had passed. I wasn't sharing it with anybody. I just kind of felt like this is a great song. And I, I grew to really like the Depeche Mode version. I like it a lot. But nice. but that's kind of different than what, uh, I guess, what you were you were, you were asking. Yeah, yeah. My my kind of thought on this process is, is, you know, it's curious how fans of Nick Drake may have felt of that sure. song being used. And so I, I was trying to think of songs that, that we you and I were fans of. Um, or at least in this case, I was fan of that. I now are, am hearing in in commercials. Which um, I have one, by the way. I do have one. Okay, so, uh, and and yeah. there's a couple that stood out for me from the recent past, um, and and one was a song uh, by the band The Laws. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are familiar with "There She Goes." It's probably their sure. most popular song, uh, but the one that I really like was a song called "Feeling," and it's this really upbeat, short pop song uh i would use it a lot to fill like the end gap on a on a mixtape where i just had maybe <laughs> two minutes of time left and this song fit perfectly and it was a oh, good was feeling your brom rar by led zeppelin ah there you go uh it was just a happy great song and and i really i feel like i introduced it to a lot of people and there are a few people in 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 my circle that uh that i introduced the song to and they they are now fans of the song or we're fans of the song and then you know a decade later 15 years later um, from the '90s, watching it, uh, watching TV, and I think it was a car commercial. I tried to look it up, I couldn't find it, but I think it was a car commercial that used this song, and it was just one of those cold, you know, uh, metallic-looking. Everything was silver car commercials, um, where they were trying to be joyful because this song is so happy sounding, um, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. Sure. That they're when, taking... when did the commercial ad? What's air? that? When did the commercial air? Uh, I feel like it was 2008, 2010, okay. that era. So recent uh, enough within your Yeah, thoughts. like a good 15 years, 20 years after the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like 15 years after me becoming uh, a fan of the album and the song. And um, at first I was like, ah, this really bothers me that this song is being used to sell a product. Um, but then I was, I kind of enjoyed that the song was out there that this, you know, small album that not many people know of um, 
and a song off of it that if you know any song off of it, you don't know this one, was at least getting played for 30 seconds, um, three times a night or whatever, uh, you know, on, on national television. So it's like that mixed emotion I had of of this song that was really dear to me being used uh, commercially, but at the same time, being happy that it was out there. Do you have any so like so other people can hear it? Like yeah, so that other people can hear it and maybe have that that Pink Moon experience that I had. It's like let me look up that song. Wow, that song is so great and so uh, exhilarating. Let me let me look up that band and, and I just don't know. If that happens, and maybe it still does, um, I know music like that is more accessible. Access, uh, what's the app that you can just kind of play and, and pick up a song and it'll tell you what it is? Um, I forget what it's called, but yeah. I know it wears uh, round rim glasses and a dirty hat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't have that app, um, which is ridiculous. I feel like I probably should. But- I don't know. I feel like, because again, I, you can do it in different ways. I feel like that's dishonest in a way. Not not for real, Using but for how app? I want to experience something. To just have an app that would just instantly tell me what something is like that. Yeah. And again, we can do it. We have the internet. We do it with IMDb. We've talked before about actors and stuff. But with music, I'm just like, at that point, because I, yeah, I'm forgetting the name of the app, but I know the one you're talking about. Um, at that point, we're immediately removing ourselves. Like, it's like, oh, what's this song? So instead of listening to it, experiencing it and, and letting it roll into it, we're trying to just get the title. We're trying right. to make sure we can file it away. And I think that for how I want to approach music takes me out of it. Yeah. No, I agree. That's probably why I've never downloaded it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's useful because what's the other version? You turn to the person next to you and say, hey, what, who, <laughs> what song is this? Or you go onto YouTube, look up the, the product that it was selling so you could hear the commercial and then maybe see if there's any other uh, um, suggestions that involve that band because that song is in it. Or you do what I've done in the past. Oh, this is creepy. I shouldn't be telling you this. There are marketing websites and advertising themed websites that give you all the details of a commercial, the actors, um, the the company that made it and the music that's in it. So that's another way to, to it's find It's like stuff. IMDB. It's just for ads. Yeah. And all that. But yeah, and that's, it's interesting because I, that's that weird blurry line of experience that I'm only creating. I don't think it's really there. Mm. But because we're talking music, music being the sacred thing in a way to both of us, this idea of, and again, you can't do it after you get older. But as a kid, when you experience these things that are important to you, like you must've been 16 when you heard that law song, 17, maybe. Uh, probably. Yeah. 17, 18. I mean, they weren't everywhere. There she goes yeah. was popular, but actually not as popular as the covers of it are. So you kind of found it and stumbled into it and got to hear it on your own terms. Yeah. And so I think that experience, for me at least, always makes me possessive. So that if someone took that same song and now they're putting it to sell something, and that's how somebody finds it, I don't. I have this stupid thing inside me that doesn't want to trust that. Similar to the whole, well, let me do the easy research to find out who this is versus just let me sit with this song for a while and eventually learn who 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 who's there. And, and I'm saying this because I think I think this shows a polar difference, like a polar difference. 
think this shows a polar bear's difference. No, I think the idea of finding Nick Drake, how you found it, it sounded lovely. You sounded very excited to find who he is. And it's just really about the album. For me, rediscovering or discovering and then eventually finding Just Can't Get Enough is how I pursued that song. That's fine. When it's something that I already have that pre-existing relationship with, I feel it cheapens it to then put it into an advertisement, even though other people might discover it this way. Yeah. I feel it's a betrayal. I feel it reduces it. And I, and I, I, I actually can have a hard time handling it, which is silly to think. Because, again, that's how I heard these other songs. You know, I right. didn't know Lou Reed's Heroin was a song until I got it off the Doors soundtrack. Why didn't you get it off a of Velvet Underground soundtrack? Because at 15, I was never going to listen to Velvet Underground. I heard a Doors album because the movie was out. Mm. Likewise, why, you know, why, well, the, you know, wh- why am I not going to listen to to The Laws? You know, well, because maybe it, who's got that album? Who's playing that album? Right. No one. So these shouldn't be bad things. But so like the example I grabbed, and this enrages me, this ad plays during Jeopardy. So a few times a week when uh, my partner and I are home and she's watching Jeopardy, I can get mad at this advertisement. And it's a song. The song they use, they're not alone in using. This song is way, in my view, overused. Okay. Um, but there's a uh, there's a Hood cottage cheese commercial. Okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with the good people at Hood? They bring us things like cottage cheese. I know milk. Hood. We don't we don't have Hood out here, but I do know Hood. Having okay. Grown up for, on the East Coast. For West Coast listeners, Hood is a company that makes dairy products. One of those products, cottage cheese. Not a bad product. I'll put it on a cracker. I'll put it on bread. It falls easily, so I'll eat it off the floor. But you know, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing you 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 think about. It's not exciting. Supposedly, it's a slimming meal. Anyways, they have a commercial uh, for Hood Cottage Cheese, uh, and it's a bunch of young ex. It's all women in the commercial. Uh, young ladies who are are in fit. <clears throat> or who are trying to stay in shape, who are working their jobs, and they have to eat something, they have to eat something on the go. So they, they eat hood cottage cheese. They eat it with different kind of flavors, peaches and and, and and pear and, I don't know, less dairy, whatever the flavors are. So it's fine. It's a commercial basically telling you curdled milk is something you can eat. <laughs> All right, whatever. But that's good. I mean, sure. that's a, I wouldn't have known otherwise. I eat cottage cheese. How do they soundtrack this commercial, too? Well, for the 32 seconds, whatever, that the commercial's on, there's something very familiar in the background, something consisting of one of my favorite remnants of the 80s, a synthesizer, you know, and, there, and there's a bit of a, a drum beat and there's some some notes being hit vocally that, that I don't think human beings can all hit because there's an emotion behind it we don't all feel. Basically, hood cottage cheese feels that for to, that maybe you haven't given Hood cottage cheese a chance. So to 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 go out, maybe next time you're in the store, if you're looking around, maybe that would be your time to give Hood cottage cheese the proper attention. Maybe maybe what you could do, you know, a little bit of a chance with with Hood. Maybe you can take on Hood cottage cheese, which to replace that with a first person narrative uh, pronoun, take on me by aha. Is the fucking song oh, that my. they use to sell cottage cheese? Not even to me, to an age beneath me. This isn't appealing to the generation who grew up feeling that what romance felt like 
were those notes. Is it? The fact that there's one extra word in, in that song that I never heard until last year. <laughs> in this bo- commercial? Boggles my mind. No, I, I heard it prior <laughs> to the Hood Cottage Cheese commercial. But Take On Me, and, and it's <coughs> it's overplayed. It's not like you don't hear that song. It's in the Ready Player One commercial. It was in Basketball. I'm sure the Muppets have performed it. <laughs> basketball but it's still a, a it was the it's the it's the most impactful pop song i think i've ever heard and i never think of it as my favorite but it really it sounds unlike anything else not yeah. just that the band does but that's out there yeah there's a swooning mus- musicality to it the video is, is just comic books and it really is what it feels like without having to have someone to aim it at this is what we want love to feel like it's this an important, desperate feeling it's an important song it it connected with you. It might not be your favorite song, like you say, but it it means something, yeah. Uh, and it means more than cottage cheese. I think is what you're saying. But the weird thing is, why? First of all, why? What does that song have to do with? I had to bend it to make it fit into that dumb series of buildup I created of of tension yeah. to mention it. And it's such and it's such a well known song. That's the other thing. It's yeah. like. It's the day and it's like, no, it's, it's what's the biggest Beatles song of all time? It's what, Twist and Shout of its generation? It's Satisfaction. It's, I'm trying to pick bands also that I like, but it's just, it's huge. It's a pretty big song. It's powerful. And it's just played in the background, mostly instrumental. The lyrics come in at the end. And I don't know if people, by the way, are discovering this song. I think everyone knows this song. How is it that everyone knows this song? I don't know. Why is it on every iPod? Not that people have iPods anymore. I don't know. But it's just for such an impressive, meaningful piece of the 80s to be thrown into a dairy product commercial does drive me bonkers. There is no connection. There, it's not. That's what. That's why I think maybe it's driving you bonkers because there's there's no real connection unless maybe it's the age bracket of these women, and this is a song from their youth. Perhaps they're all younger than I am. I assume. Yeah. So then you're. I'm forty three. So, so, so it is very hard to find a connection. Forty two, by the way. I don't know why I just said forty. Because you exaggerate. We've already established that. No, I am forty three. <laughs> Holy shit! I'll be forty four in October. <clears throat> Goodness gracious. Um. Yeah, that that's got to be frustrating every night listening to that. Plus, uh, I already feel ridiculously dumb because there's a lot of geography questions on Jeopardy. But I don't know. I mean, do you get enraged by a song you like being in a commercial? Does it bother you? Um. Well, it, the it laws bothers, didn't. It, it bothers. No, the laws didn't. But the next one I want to talk about does, and I think it bothers me in a lot of the same respect that this song is bothering you being used. Because there's a song that means something, that uh, achieved something greater than what it is now relegated to as being in a, a cottage cheese commercial. Um, the, 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 By the way, the, not many songs can boast that. <laughs> I guess that's true. So it's, it's continuing to achieve Many things. songs can boast <laughs> that. I'm not going to Google search it or Yahoo search it or ask Jeeves it. But there are plenty of pop songs that have showed up in a yogurt commercial. I guess that is true. But forgettable but, now because they're yogurt songs. Um, I ha- I have a similar Cut take. She, excuse me. Speaking of taking on, I have a similar <laughs> take on on. Um, 
you remember those <clears throat> 2010 era Kia commercials? And actually, I think they might still be using uh, these cast of characters in their commercials. Uh, those Kia driving gerbils. Oh, yeah. That was, those are odd oh, ads. I, don't, oh, I haven't seen one in a while. You don't seem like... to dislike gerbils selling you cars. You, you seem like, oh, yeah, those cute gerbils, huh? I have no attachment to gerbils. I, they're, I, it's, it's bizarre looking. Yeah, okay. You don't have attachment to gerbils, but I have an attachment to, to a song uh, okay. from, from my high school years um, by a band called Black Sheep. Uh, hip-hop artists that, that do the song The Choice Is Yours which was used in this commercial. And mm. these gerbils wrapped the song. They were lip syncing <laughs> the song. Sure. And so that is the type of experience. You know, it's, it, it's similar to feeling. It's another car commercial. But the fact that you're putting the words of the song into the gerbil's mouth. You're making fun of the song. You're, you're making fun of the song is what you're doing. And now the song itself... I get why this song, and I'm surprised it's not used more. Maybe it has been used more. The song has a refrain of you could get with this or you could get with that. You could get with this or you could get with that. I thought that was a Moby song. Um, I think you're thinking of – that's not Moby. That's uh, Fatboy Slim. Yes, I thought that was a Fatboy Slim song. Fatboy Slim uses the same refrain. Uh, it's a hip-hop thing, so it might have even been sampled from another song for, for both of those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a Moby song, I, maybe from Moby. I don't think it was from Moby. I don't think Moby was. This was like '88 or '89. This song, and Moby or, was or born maybe '92, so, something. It, maybe it's Moby. My point is, Tim. Do you think Jim Rash sings it? <laughs> Jim Rash. My point is, it's like that's another song. Let okay, fine. I guess I can accept that maybe it's getting out there to the world and other people are experiencing this song, but not in this fashion. I did not care for it in this fashion at all. Um, to be turned into a cartoon animal hip hop fest uh, for cars that they can't even really drive for God's sake. Um, That's true. A gerbil cannot drive a car yes, like that. That uh, maybe a Fiat. That was one of those times where I did did not like the fact that the song was um, mutilated, basically for this use. Because they're doing something more creative with it too, which is weird. <laughs> It's not just that it's um, playing as they show. You were saying like they're trying to jazz up stock footage footage of a car with the Law song. If I right. heard you right, yeah. So they were soundtracking it, right? Pre-existing footage. This, and this you was, could replace this it. This part... is actually needs the song for the visual to work. Correct. The song is actually now being used to sell the product because there were two different models of Kia that you could choose. You could get with one or the other. <laughs> Well, I mean, but the last song is also being used to sell the car, but this is a little more creative use of the song. Right. It's changing. This displays that someone is a, who didn't just randomly grab it is aware of the song because they had to animate hamsters. Gerbils? Gerbils. gerbils. I'm sorry. Hamsters or gerbils. To sing it. Yeah, nope. they're, they're changing the meaning of the song. Did you say hamsters are gerbils? Or gerbils. I could, okay. I, I couldn't tell you They're very sure. different. I, I know, but I don't know what's in this car commercial. Okay. It's one or the other. It's this or that. It is. It a gerbil or they, yeah. But I, I think there's something to that because they're doing, there's effort now put into using that song. Right. Now, again, not that the other one's not, but. 
And it and, yeah, it, and it's changing the meaning. It's there. There's probably people out there that thought the song was written for that commercial, for that gerbil to sing, that didn't know the song prior, and so now they just think it's a it's a jingle by by gerbils. Well, but if they like it, it's a song that they got to hear if they like the song. Sure, but they're going to like it, and they're going to go out and look for the, the, the gerbil band. The Kia Gerbils put out an album, they hope, with this song on it. But when you now with the internet, your search is probably going to bring yes, it will the be other band up first. Maybe what not. If, what if you're just that person, though, that sits on the couch and enjoys the gerbil song and doesn't go out and try and find it anywhere else? You are left with that... That uh, that belief that that is the original work of the Kia advertising team and their gerbils. Or it's a catchy song. I mean, this is the experience sure. I had with the Just Can't Get Enough Gap commercial. I didn't pursue De- – I knew the name Depeche Mode, but I didn't know them very well in the but 80s. But did you know that that song was not for that – like written – that was a song that existed prior to that commercial. Did you know that? I think because their other commercials had pre-existing songs. Sure. I don't think I was consciously okay. saying, oh, who sings this song? I think I liked it because of how it was performed. Yeah. And the person sitting on their couch who is watching these gerbils sing and thinks it's catchy, I you know, I, it, I don't think it's a chipmunk situation where they're like, what's, you know, what's their full album? It's just – it's this little segment. I'm agreeing with you, by the way, that, yeah, that's obnoxious. It's interesting. It's making me for a minute to, to, to step off to the side to think. Do you like Weird Al Yankovic? I enjoy Weird Al, yeah. Do you like Nirvana? I do. Do you like Coolio? Not a huge Coolio fan. Okay. I know that one song. Doesn't bother me. You know Gangster Paradise? I do. That's the one song. That's a pretty important song, right? I guess so. It has something to say. Video is kind of cutting edge. Yeah. Smells like teen spirit. It meant something to our generation. There's some anger sure. there, some sounds. Where are we going with this, Timmy? I love Weird Al. Uh-huh. I think he's brilliant, and I think he did a lot to introduce – almost a reverse version of these commercials. He introduced me to a lot of music as a kid and then through that found the originals. But also he's a talented musician. I can't take Smells Like Teen Spirit or Gangster's Paradise. I can't hear them without hearing his <laughs> lyrics. I can't hear them. In fact, I know his lyrics. I don't know their lyrics. Sure. Okay. So those songs are always funny to me. <laughs> uh, Allison, my, my partner, and I were watching just a, a block of 90s videos on, on MTV Classic, and, and Gangster Paradise came on. And there's a lot being said in that song, and I realized I've never really listened to this song because <laughs> I've got the, 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 the Amish Paradise by Weird Al going. Yeah. So it takes the place of that song. I'm giving it a pass because I love Weird Al, <laughs> but it's a similar thing where that song has been twisted for another, in this case, not not a commercial, it's, it's for another art, a parody song. Yeah. But it has somehow made, gained ownership over the song. Right. And maybe that's part of it. It's now tr- has been pulled into another experience. And that experience is being shared by tons of people. It's like songs in movies. Yeah. I just saw Captain Marvel this past week, and it's set in the 90s, and they're using a lot of songs from the 90s in it, like Only Happy... Oh, spoilers, by the way, for the soundtrack of Captain Marvel. It uses that garbage song, Only Happy When It Rains. It uses that whole song, Celebrity Skin. Um, what else is in there? There's, there's a couple of songs I'm in there. Just a Girl, no doubt. Just a Girl is in there. And it's putting them in the context of this movie, and to a degree, 
because and I, I was I, I was reading some articles about this too. Because I lived through the nineties, I know that wait, these are the big hits. And now they're in the movie. So it's like, oh, you're taking the big hits in the nineties and you're just shoving them in the movie. Now this is what these songs are. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like that is what would have been on the radio. But two, it's just kind of like, yeah, these are songs that work. These are good enough songs. Most people can relate to these songs versus a deep cut. You know, no, I don't think they're going to go find the the garbage deep cut off of Garbage 2.0 and put that in the movie. Right. You know, I don't think they're going to find because it, it would have a different impact. It would still be serving a weird commercial purpose, like look at the song I know, but it's. It's being adapted into it. It's a movie set in the 90s with a superhero. We're getting a feel for it. It's In some ways, music is shorthand because it gets you to that feeling, but it's also really well used. And it's just cool and it's fun. But it's manipulating that song. And now there's a larger audience that knows that song. Because more people saw Captain America, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel, in just its opening weekend, yay, than own uh, that garbage album that's uh, is it Stupid Girl? What is what album is is Happy When It Rains off of? I don't recall the, okay, the name for, of the album. What I th- yeah, so more people saw Captain Marvel. Self-titled, so possibly St. St. Which I didn't know meant self-titled for a while. There's a Fugazi album called St. But more people now associate it with the bigger media than the original. Right, and I think that and sometimes bugs me a little bit. Sure, and it must bug the artist. I mean more. I don't know if it's true, but maybe more people know Amish Paradise than know Gangster Paradise. That's weird, you know? Right. And more people know the uh, You Can Go With This or You Can Go With That song you were talking about. Because I am I play a lot of You Don't Know Jack. That's why I pronounce it like that. <laughs> but that song, more people know it, like you're saying, from the gerbil commercial because more people are going to see the gerbil commercial in the world where it's at now with population than as it is. Yep. Then are going to seek out recordings from the 80s. So now this song is that. Yeah. It's not the song you get to hear on the radio or on the school bus or however you heard it. I have no idea what your life was like in the 80s. It's this song that's in a commercial. And this is how, and I think for me, part of it's like, this is how most people now know it. And again, it's that weird contradiction of, well, isn't that good? It's another generation who likes the song. But I think because, like you're saying, it's equated to gerbils. <laughs> Not the band, but gerbils. Yeah. And that might be an exaggeration. I don't know if people think that. But there's something that's very difficult. And I don't even think it's about selling. Like, I don't know if you're saying it's kind of telling you, well, which of these cars do you want? But I know how a commercial works. I get it. You know, I see celebrities in commercials. I see all of that. I think for me, it's the fact that the audience of a commercial is so much vaster because of its constant play and its multiple pieces of media that it gets stuck into that I don't like that the song is is that is to that many people. I don't like that take on me is now accessible to the Jeopardy viewing audience. Because they didn't earn it, maybe? You know, they didn't have that... that uh that experience with the band first or that's the song itself maybe what what does it matter why does that devalue my connection a little bit i'd love hearing that song i listen to that song every day because i love hood cottage (laughs) cheese ads no because it's just a great song yeah by the way it's a little exaggerated but i'm sure i hear it every week sure i have my experience and multiple experiences with it and once again why is it such a big deal that the world at large now has it i 
I think pause. Yeah, pause. Uh, it's the packaging, like you're saying. It's the packaging of how that but the song Nick Dr- is. You wouldn't have found Nick Drake if it wasn't for that commercial. Right. And, and there might have been a generation um, ahead of ours that were griping the same way about its use. But are you or I trying to change our feelings on this? <clears throat> change our feelings that uh, on the songs being used? On, on how it's impacting us. The fact that you can go with this, you can go, what's the name of that song? Uh, the Choice is Yours. The Choice is Yours. The fact that The Choice is Yours is being used in a gerbil commercial. Are you trying to come to terms with that so it doesn't bother you? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm again, this was like 10 years ago almost. Uh, so okay. I'm, I'm sort of past it. Do you have a more recent example? Sure. You know, I I don't. Unfortunately, I haven't been watching a lot of commercial television, which is – so, so yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of commercials now. Um, You might be happy. Wonderwall shows up in a fair amount of things. I was going to ask. I I was thinking about that. I was thinking about certain bands that that don't allow their songs to be used that way. And I thought Oasis was one of them, but you're saying it it turns up? I think I'm typing it in right now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, yes, they're, they're in a buy now hummus commercial. Really? Oh, uh, man. Let me, well, let me hit play on this. <laughs> no, 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 I'll look it up. Send me the link. I'll find it. Uh, yeah, so that, that's. Oh, this even... may not be real. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it offline. I don't yeah, think our that's audience not... really. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Okay. But, but see, that would affect me. That would affect me even more than these other songs, which, again, I, I'm just as. I'm, I'm, fairly connected to but i'm more strongly connected to oasis for sure um and to to see or hear that one of their songs is being used uh in some sort of random ass product would just kind of sadden me yeah it would it's an apple commercial it might have been in and 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 see that changes things a little bit something about what it's selling might might change my uh perspective I don't know. I, and I don't know because it's still selling something. Yeah, but if it's something I like. Do you like Apple? <laughs> Maybe that's okay. See? Where, okay. I don't mind I mean, Apple. again, I'm, I'm not better. I'm not, I'm not trying to change it. I'm not trying to be. Well, I try. You know, I don't because it's a TV because <clears throat> it's me shouting at a TV like a crazy person. I'm not trying to change my behavior and relationship with uh, Hood Cottage Cheese. But in everyday life, like I don't hold it against someone who just found take on me. I don't hold it against someone who's like, oh, you know, who puts who I look at. I'm like, they're what they were born six years after 1986, which is a random measurement. Not when the song came out. I don't I used to I used to be like, this isn't for you. How dare you find Echo and the Bunny Men? Who do you think you are listening to Alex Chilton on Guitar Hero? Like that used to bug me. Yeah. The song, not the guy. But I think I'm better with that, which I'm glad. I, I, I don't think I – I don't lash out at people because that's bullshit. To actually – because that person is getting an experience. That person right. – I mean, I – that's a wonderful, important, and great experience. And they don't need – they don't need some old man swinging, telling them, no, that's mine. Because I wasn't in the band. <laughs> you know, I didn't write it. Right. So I've gotten better with that, which is good. But for but given the face to TV screen experience of it, yeah, it really irks me, yeah. bothers me. 
But you know what never bothered me? And I imagine, because I don't like the musician. <clears throat> the magician? Musician. Did I say musician? musician? You said musician. Magician. I heard musician. Musician. That's the trick. <laughs> um, I think, as a kid growing up watching TV, do you remember Teddy Grahams? Uh, yeah, I do. They're like a like a cracker, like yeah. a graham cracker in shape of a bear. Do you remember the mascot for Teddy Grahams? Wasn't he like a, an Elvis ripoff? Yeah, he was a bear doing an Elvis impression. Yeah. Singing, you're Teddy Grahams instead right. of you're a teddy bear. Right, right. To sell fucking Nabisco products to the fans of Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Or Spiral Zone. <laughs> or Voltron Defender of the Universe. Or whatever show was on at that time. I was I had a list. That I could look up, but, but the, the but so that must have driven and Elvis, un, not inexplicably and not understood by me. Elvis used to be adored as one of the greatest musicians. Yeah, that must have drive driven people nuts who liked Elvis. Wait, sure. the song that bear this these crackers, right? Meaning the the actual crackers. <laughs> so that, but it didn't impact me because I was a kid. Right, we didn't it, really it didn't know impact Elvis's me. impact. It also didn't make me hate Elvis. I hate Elvis because I've listened to Elvis <laughs> and because of the fans. But the use in this commercial, eh, didn't go one way or the other. Right. It might be my favorite Elvis song because it's the only one I can think of. And I got the wrong lyrics to it. But I think I'm I'm becoming an old man if now I feel like, well, Take On Me, which has existed for 30 years, 30-something years, can't be dipped into a commercial? I mean, the fucking Beatles are in commercials. Led Zeppelin's kind of in that liquid Clorox commercial that sounds like Living, Love, and Made, but it's probably not exactly the same thing. Blondie is all over commercials. The Ramones are all over commercials. The Sex Pistols, Iggy Pop, they're all in fucking commercials. So what? <laughs> I don't know. It does bother me a yeah. bit. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm less bothered by bands of previous generations. I find myself... If I'm bothered at all, I'm more bothered by my songs, uh-huh. the songs I grew up with. Because they're your songs. Because they're my yeah. songs. Right. Um, and they're being turned. I mean, we know what a commercial is, so they're being turned into jingles. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But I, honestly, though, I do prefer the, the the style, like, feeling where it's just a soundtrack and it sounds like Take On Me is just the soundtrack. I prefer that than to rewrite the lyrics to sell a, a cookie cracker. Interesting. So you you're not a fan of your Teddy Grahams? No, I never was. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not good. I mean, they're graham crackers, wearing sunglasses. So right, they're great. How can that go wrong? <laughs> what am I saying? That's a brilliance. Oh, can you think of any commercials that you're happy to hear a song you like in? Um, no, not really. Not off the top of my head. No. There was a Target ad about 10 years ago that had a Paul Westerberg song in it. I was like, good for you, sir. <laughs> Way to go. Mr. Rabbit, you didn't write that one. <laughs> but you performed it, and it's in this commercial. That's But this, see, that's an interesting take. It's like, why is that good for him? Because he's making some money off of selling it to Target to use? Like, why is that that's good? That's a good point. Why I is it good for him? Because I felt like you're reaching an audience. <laughs> Which is like, exactly oh, more what we're saying about you. these other things. It's like, and, and that's how I felt about the laws. Uh, but not how right. I felt about Black Sheep because it was it was twisting the the message of the song, and I think that's probably what I have a bigger problem with than when it's just sure. the soundtrack of the music. 
It's an artistic appropriation of something that's already art. Yeah. And for some reason, we don't sit well with that. But boy, do I love Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> and now we know. Yeah. Is that everything? That I think that's plenty. This bonus that's episode good. was yeah. regular length. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to his bonus 20th uh, Century Pop episode. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're coming up on our 100th episode pretty soon. I think Ooh. in just a few more episodes, we're there. I've got some things planned for that, so excited for that. That's going to be We've fun. We've also got, um, probably got some pop fives in our it's future. Gonna be we haven't done those. It's terrifying. Those are the worst. Um, that's the worst. So you got the, but the audience yeah, so loves them, I hear. Uh, I don't coming know. up soon, the worst. But, you know, this week, this. <laughs> But uh, yeah, check us out at 20popcast.com. That's the website for the show. You can always hear the most recent episode. It's streaming right there on the main page. You can also find links to all of our old episodes as well as subscribe to us. If you like the show, subscribe to us. That's a great way to support us. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, spots like that. Um, I've been writing or trying to write some essays every week, just kind of exploring pop culture in, in, in written form. Those are posted up every week uh, under the banner of Not a Hologram. That's the name of that column. So if, uh, if you want, that, those go up on Tuesday. So if you want to check out the website on Tuesday, this, uh, there's always a new piece up there. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at 20popcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at 20popcast. And you become friends with the show on Facebook. Bob, do you want to add anything? Uh, sure. You can follow me separately from the show at RH Canning. And uh, I think that's all I have to promote. Although I'm hoping actually, Tim, that in the near future, I'll have some new things to promote. So let's keep the show going so I can do that. I'm hoping for that. I'm also hoping that in the future, you count the show as something you do. But yes, I'm hoping you have something creative in the near future. And we'll hopefully be speaking to you, some of you next week, next week. That was awkward, but that's fine. That's fine. All right. You can cut off the second next week. And then just put this part in? Well, no. And then just end it. End it.